Fired up True Detective last night again. Uh, True Detective season two, revisiting, going back to the well. Oh, it's time for some good hair. <laughs> I was telling Zoe that was like your one takeaway from season two. True Detective was that Rachel McAdams has good hair. <laughs> yeah, very good haircut. I want to see Vince Vaughn being bad at acting, um, <laughs> and just overwritten uh like weird swagger lines but i do really like it i'm a season two apologist i think it's excellent i honestly don't i mean i think this is probably true for the third season as well and the first to an extent but especially with the second i don't think i know or really understand uh what happened I don't think I understood the premise, <laughs> nor do I understand what the outcome was. Like a lot of things, I at least I kind of remember what the premise is. Like season one, they're trying to find some pedophiles or something. I think. Yes, sir. Yellow and king. And his yellow king is like, oh dang, who's the yellow king? Is it him? Is it him? Is it? I, a- I, I, <laughs> the, the characters in the show are not trying to find out who the yellow king <laughs> is. I don't think. <laughs> I thought at some point they're like. I think I think the the term comes up and then everybody online is like, "What does Yellow King mean?" And then so everybody online who's is mostly, the, "Who's the Yellow King?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then okay, and then season three, I think it's pretty much the same thing. It's like who killed these kids? And also, I'm a I, I'm a vet. I actually am really looking forward to getting through season two, so to revisit season three because I've only seen that once. Um, okay. But I remember it being very good. But yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Where they've got a they got a they got a mystery and then they gotta go solve it when they're old. Again. Yeah. And then oh yeah, they're old too, I forgot. And they're on Netflix as well. Which is what? I find that weird. No, the, he's in remember he's being interviewed by the Netflix lady. Oh wait, is it yeah is it like in the text like I'm from Netflix? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's like yeah, I'm Netflix. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> like the the dark night dark night i'm cia <laughs> uh i'm netflix <laughs> why do you wear the mask uh uh yeah but which i think that's weird i think you should if you're on a netflix show it's pretty on the nose i think i know it's what that an phrase hbo means. show that's what which is oh it the is the weirdest a, part to me oh okay well then never mind i take it back that's that's normal then that's normal because i was gonna say if you're a netflix show and you have a thing on your show about a streaming service, it needs to be about a different streaming service. It needs to be like, <laughs> Hey, I'm with, I'm with, <laughs> I'm with Quibi. <laughs> this, <laughs> right. Sorry. We wrote this show during, like, we're doing a crackle original <laughs> on your life here. Uh, yeah. sorry. The, the Quibi thing was outdated very quickly because this is the, the director's <laughs> commentary because we, we wrote this entire thing in, the five month period February where it was still around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but okay. Season three, I will be, I'm serious. I really don't know what happened. I'm trying to recall well, it season off the top two, of you mean. season two. Sorry. What happened in season two? Uh, let me re- recount it off the, off the dome. Honestly, honestly, I remember there's the cool guy with the bike. There's uh 
the Colin Farrell guy who's not Irish for some reason, and I think he does, uh, he drinks and does drugs. And then Rachel McAdams, she got the best haircut I've ever seen in a TV show possibly. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I, that's how I remember it at least. Very good. So funny that it stands out to you so strongly. Her haircut. That at this point, that is all that I remember about the show. It's like a normal haircut. Her haircut. There's nothing special about it. Not it's, saying it doesn't look good. It's like I'm, the it's reverse like, ombre thing. It just looks like somebody you and it's would like see a blunt. It's like a street. blunt cut. I think it's like a blunt cut sort of. It looks pretty good. It looks very. It good. It does look good. Uh, but then, what's the gist of the show? How do these three people come together? It, are any of them cops? Cannot tell you. I do not remember. I, what's the crime? Also, don't remember. Oh, there's Vince Vaughn. He's a. Yeah. He owns Vaughn. a cas- he owns a casino or something. Mm-hmm. What does he do? Honestly, I don't remember. I remember he owns a casino. Don't tell me yet. Uh, and then at the end, I think the last episode, I remember them. Well, don't run- spoil something for Zoe, by the way. I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. I remember them running down a hill in the dark. That's all that season is. It's really just her haircut. That's honestly <laughs> it. <laughs> um. Well, the reason that... I started it up was that uh, we started to watch Chinatown and I was like, damn, getting very True Detective season two vibes from this, Uh-oh. which is, uh, I think, a dumb, very dumb guy move to like watch, watch the thing that inspired the thing that you've already seen. And then you're like, it's copying. <laughs> um, and so because listening, listening to Mozart, damn, I'm getting <laughs> tons of baby mozart vibes from this (laughs) exactly (laughs) um but yeah like i don't know chinatown's apparently about some sort of like water rights uh dam construction going on in los angeles um it's coming back to with some detective going on and then so i'm like yo this is true detective and i want to watch true detective now because i've seen that before and i have like very few remaining brain cells left and so fired up true detect just stopped chinatown (laughs) and immediately started up true detective and yeah it's about like yeah water rights in uh california uh and or like land usage rights where there's like so vince vaughn the casino owner wants to go legit with this big project basically but um they're gonna you know there's this plans for some high-speed rail through uh california um and he's gotta have this huge but he but to to, to, to he he's he's worried about his legacy he wants to he wants to have he wants to have that old money going he wants to have uh i don't know like wealthy money but um he, he's just kind of like a small-time casino owner kind of crime guy but he wants to have like the the staying power i guess and to get there, he's courting the Russian mob to put this big, you know, cash buy-in so they can secure this thing through, like, you know, the corrupt city government and everything like that. But then the city planner goes missing, that Ben Casper guy. And that's what connects everybody together in the first episode where, um, let's see, this guy goes missing and that's Colin Farrell's He's assigned to find him. Uh, 
And then once his body is found, that's in Rachel McAdams' territory. And uh, the person who finds him is, uh, what's the guy's name? Like Taylor Kitsch on his bike uh, in the dark. And so that's why the three detect the three true detectives they, they meet up in the last minute of the of the first episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to ask who that was the classic question: Who is the true detective? Who's the true detective? Season? Interesting. Now it's coming back to me, but only up to literally the point where you just left off. Yep i will I will be so I'll, I'll be doing me. an episode by up episode update of the plot summary every week for the next. Eight weeks here on the show. Um, you know, I watched another movie. Uh, I started watching a movie last night, and I, I wanted to raise it with you because I don't know. If, I, I wondered if you've seen it. I feel like you... I, I have no idea if you've seen it or not because I feel like there's movies I think you would have seen and then you haven't seen them because they're a classic movie or whatever. But uh, Or I, I think this one's considered somewhat of a classic or like famous movie. Uh, I've certainly heard it a, a ton of times, and I realized I had no idea what this thing was about. I thought this movie was like kind of like a horror movie or something like that, mostly based off of the name. Uh, I think I had a general idea of like the. Have you said the movie name? No, I haven't I said was... it yet. I'm, oh, I'm okay. building up to it. <laughs> okay. I I thought that it was like a horror movie based off of the name. I think I knew kind of based off of the name and maybe some like uh art maybe or like the i don't know general vibe maybe i've even seen like the title card before did you watch scream no i thought that i knew the art being the the scream the the vibe the 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 what do you call it the era of this film and uh so i was very surprised when i clicked on this one and watched it and then I was like, what the heck? And then I paused it and I looked at the the Netflix description of it a little closer. And it very clearly said what it was and it did not appear to be a horror film uh, or like a something scary or like a thriller. I guess I should say a thriller. I thought it was kind of like a thriller. Last night I started to watch Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the heck? I don't have it up. I You're famously scared of boogieing. Yeah, and and that was the other thing is like I thought it was like a sorry. I said I said a horror film before. I didn't mean I shouldn't have said a horror film. That wasn't the right word. Thriller is what I'm looking for. I thought it was like a disco thriller. That's what I was expecting, like a disco <laughs> era vibe thriller. And it turns out this movie. You know what this is about. Yeah, well, I know what it's about. Yeah, I I didn't. I bet a lot of people, maybe maybe everybody knows what it's about. But if you don't know, this film is apparently about people in doing making porn movies. It's <laughs> 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 got, and I, I was surprised. I was like, like I think I knew sort of who was in the film. Like I think I'd heard about it before. Like I think I knew it was like Mark Wahlberg and uh, Burt Reynolds. And a bunch of other people who I recognize their faces. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in there. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. What's that sound like to you or to me? What does it sound like to me? It sounded like disco thriller. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I mean, it's putting yeah. it on for family movie night. Yeah. I think we're all in the mood for a disco thriller. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not, I'm 
like, lest anyone thinks otherwise, this is not a joke. I'll be very serious about this. I had absolutely no idea what this movie was about. Uh, and I've, I, I stopped because I started watching at like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. or something like that. It's too late for me. So I watched like a little less than an hour. I probably watched 45 minutes, but it's already gotten into that stuff quite a bit. I mean, it got into that pretty early on. So I was like, wow, can you believe? I, I, Shelly came in and I paused for her. I was like, can you believe what this movie is about? <laughs> and I showed good, her the good title cover card. there. Can you be- can you believe this? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I can't believe. Can you? Let's. No, I paused it on. She was like, "What's this movie?" And I paused it, and I was like, "You know who that is?" Because Shelley went to school in Boston, and I was like, "You know who that is?" Mark Wahlberg. And she, I was like, "You know what this movie's about?" And she's your like, guy. No. And I was like, "Would you believe it?" And pause it. And it's like this about Mark Wahlberg as a kid becoming a porn star, basically. Not a kid. I mean, he's seven. He says he's seventeen. I was, I was very sus. Yeah, but not a kid. Not sus. That's past okay. sus. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I was at Paul. Paul Thomas Anderson is my biggest blind spot, and I haven't. I have seen Paul Thomas Anderson movies, but it's it's something I'm working on. I have not seen Boogie Nights. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But you knew what it, you know what you know what it's about. His, you know what it's about. Yeah. I like I said the, the the format of this podcast is I'm a guy who pays attention a normal amount and you're a guy who pays attention I guess less than that. And so I don't even have to do that much research to explain stuff. Mm. Um I think people know what Boogie Nights is about. It's a very famous movie. I know it's a famous movie, but I guess it never gets explained like that. I just hear people talk. I've ne- I'm serious. I've never ever heard anyone, I guess, mention the plot. And so I was just going based off of the name and the actors alone, or the general vibe I'd gotten from hearing people mention it. You didn't get a porn vibe from not even. Cl- I would. I'm so serious. <laughs> you could ask me. You could grill me for like a million dollars, and your first 100 guesses about what this movie's about, and that would never have been one of them. <laughs> That would be kind of a a fun format for uh, a show for podcast. A Guessing what the movie's about, well, yeah, get, grilling, get me- grilling somebody like you can't you can't be kidding here because you you could win a million dollars. Yeah, what do you think this is about? Well, give me give me one. Let's do another one. I guess you have to think mm. of a movie I haven't seen. I'll be honest. Birds, birds is a serious one. This no. is a serious question. Okay, I would assume it's about somehow about birds yes like i'm guessing it's a horror movie yes yeah it's like the bird is it a alfred hitchcock movie or something yeah it's called the birds the birds birds okay yeah. the birds um <laughs> let's see this is this is this is good this is good i could just i could probably just pick any movie uh yeah just pick a movie i'll tell you just pick movies and i'll tell you if i've seen it or not i'll be honest black swan i've i've seen that okay Punch Drunk Love. I've not seen that. I feel like I've seen the title card enough. I think it's a it's a comedy, and it's probably like a dating comedy. I feel like it's probably like like that Fifty First Dates thing or something. That's what I thought it was up until I watched it. Oh, really? And it, it's I mean, it, there's romance and comedy in it, but it's uh, not like Fifty First Dates at all. It's a very good movie. Oh, okay. Like an actual good movie. Uh. Uh, no Country for Old Men. 
Yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> I can only picture, think of movies that you've seen. Dragonheart. Dragonheart. I've not heard of that. Though it does sound like Braveheart, so I'll just ask, which I've also not seen, but I know enough about that one. Sort of. Actually, I probably really don't know what Braveheart's about. Uh, but it's not related to Braveheart, right? No. Okay, so okay, so I'm coming at this. For a million dollars, what do you think Dragonheart is about? Okay, off the dome, Dragonheart to me sounds sort of like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a medieval thing, you know, like a medieval knights and knights and stuff. What do you, do you how, how much How much feedback do you want? Do you want to lay out your, your guess and then I tell you? Well, sure, I'll lay out. Well, no, I'll just give that and then give me give me three guesses. So how's that first guess? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, it was good? Okay, cool. Nice. Ooh, I got a... I, okay, I, I, okay, this is the last one. Okay. Although, okay, and, unless you, you do know about it. Uh, Stalker. No, I haven't seen that one. Stalker. Well, that to me sounds like... Let me let me think out loud for a bit. But uh, Stalker to me sounds like a, like a thriller movie. Maybe like a horror movie, but probably like more like a thriller thing. Uh, it's giving me that uh, vibes of that Shia LaBeouf thing where he's looking through a window or something. It's like that suburbia, suburbia. Yeah, it also reminds me of The Stranger by Albert Camus, which I've also not read, nor have I seen any film adaptation. Uh, but the word they na- sound the same. <laughs> Maybe they just syllable word that starts with S T. Ends with R. So I'm guessing that it's a thriller, and. I'm guessing, okay, honestly, like, if it wasn't based off of the fact that you're saying this, and I'm assuming that it must be something else because you're saying this as if it's a good one to ask, uh, yeah, that's what I would guess. That's thriller. It's probably somebody getting stalked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, wrong. Okay. So I have to guess. Okay, let me guess again. I don't know. I don't know what that how the how the rules of this game. Okay, work. I get two more guesses. Stalker, okay. stalker. Right. So, so I'm guessing it's not thriller then. Stalker. Okay, I'm guessing it's sort of like Moulin Rouge or like Chicago, which I don't. I've definitely seen Chicago. I don't think I've ever seen Moulin Rouge. So like a musical. I think it's a. I think it's a musical about. Uh, kind of burlesque stuff why it's called a stalker couldn't tell you but that's the vibe i'm getting wrong <laughs> okay one more stalker okay i'm guessing it's a movie like sort of similar to uh maybe this is just because you said dub birds earlier but it's kind of similar to that uh silver linings playbooks thing where it's like uh or, or like uh, the pursuit of happiness, you know, yeah. uh, where it's like some there's some down on his luck person who maybe they have like a maybe like a mental illness or something like that, and uh, and they're out of work and they're in like a post like a prestige drama type thing, like a like a post industrial city, and they're kind of yeah yeah I guess a prestige I don't know what that means so but sure and then. Uh, yeah, why it's called Stalker is probably because uh, the guy spends his nights 
basically, but it's like not about that. It's about like becoming an athlete or getting a real job. But at that, that night, the guy uh, basically has the same job as the guy in Night Stalker. <laughs> That's it. That's it, all I got. You mean Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Nightcrawler. Uh, wrong dang okay. all right that means i get a million dollars this is like a stalker's movie from 1979 uh russian movie um science fiction where oh they're uh like got they got to enter this okay i'll just read the little thing here in an unnamed country at an unspecified time there's a fiercely protected post-apocalyptic wasteland known as the zone an an illegal guide whose mutant child suggests unspeakable horrors within the zone leads a writer and a scientist into the heart of the devastation in search of a mythical place known only as the room anyone who enters the room will, will supposedly have any of his earthly desires immediately fulfilled and it is um so it's science science fiction but there's like no they just film it in like uh in like a nuclear like a an abandoned russian city basically so there is some but so there's not like any like creatures or anything like that it's definitely not a horror movie um or anything like that it's very good oh it's not a horror movie no oh interesting okay yeah yeah didn't guess thanks for playing guess what the movie's about yeah (laughs) nice um okay so time to time to talk about another movie the we 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 saw this this week uh we wanted to talk about on the podcast because ben is a well i didn't see this this is new this is going to be news to me this is gonna be news to you but you're you're a big anthony bourdain fan yep um as as am i but i'll give you i'll let you walk through the door first um there's the new documentary about him out uh and there's a little bit of there's some controversy about it and we're here to take on that controversy and have our ethics discussion once and for all so to set this up new documentary about anthony bourdain's life or something about him it's about him um and in it uh i guess he he they they use you know a lot of clips of him they spent a lot of time he spent a lot of time on camera in his life and so they have a lot of footage of of him and whatnot, but so I think he's there's a lot of narration that he provides throughout the movie, uh, and in it, uh, he reads an email that he wrote to somebody, and uh, the 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 voice that they used is like a is a deep faked Bourdain voice, mm-hmm. they um, deep faked Anthony Bourdain's voice to provide narration for the movie, um, and folks are upset about it um other folks aren't i think that's basically the uh the short of it um there are there seems to be some so his his uh let's see the director and crew or the director said this morgan neville guy uh said that it was approved by the late celebrity chef's widow and literary literary executor uh, to use artificial intelligence to create the three sound bites with his voice, um, but uh, his widow disputed that Neville approached her about recreating her husband's voice through AI in the documentary, and she tweeted that I was certainly not the one who said Tony would have been cool with that. Um, mm. 
Let's see. Let's see the other kind of setup I can do with this before we get into takes on this. They, I don't know. They, yeah, they used an AI model that would deep fake his voice. Um, one of the lines was from an email Bourdain sent to a friend before his suicide. Quote, you are successful and I am successful and I'm wondering, are you happy? Uh, end quote. The filmmaker claimed that he got approval for Bourdain's estate and that he wasn't putting words into his mouth. If you watch the film, you probably don't know. This is still a quote. If you watch the film, you probably don't know what the other lines that were spoken by the AI and you're not going to know. We can have a documentary ethics panel about it later. End quote. Um, other people are calling for a serious check on ethics and documentary filmmaking. And then, so here's a New Yorker writer who interviewed the filmmaker. Um, she said, if it had been a human voice double, I think the reaction would have been okay. But there's something truly unsettling about the idea of it coming from a computer, which is both a logical and illogical response. I think the nature of the film structurally, topically, and tonally tempers my knee-jerk recoil to the idea of AI line readings. I don't like it, but I don't think my dislike makes it grotesque, or opportunistic, or morally wrong. So I'm not sure that really says anything. So I think that's the setup. We've got a deepfake Bourdain VO in the in the documentary. I have not seen the documentary. It's called Roadrunner. Um, I assume you have not seen it either. No, I would not guess that the Roadrunner is about Anthony Bourdain either. <laughs> that's, the, that's the next one we, yeah. we go through. Yeah. Uh, interesting. No, I've not. I, and I did not. All I knew was Anthony Bourdain AI documentary, uh, which is what you put in the Slack, oh, yeah. Slack channel for us. And I got to say, this is a lot better than I expected. I assumed that they did a you know Tupac hologram of him uh oh that would suck which i guess i would have thought is uh strange uh i don't know actually i feel like i expected to think uh to be have a very negative opinion about this going in and more that i'm thinking about it i i don't know it seems it seems a little like the controversy with uh asking his you know ex-wife or I guess they said the the widow, and I think I actually did sort of see. So I was telling you before the the show that I purposely tried to not learn anything about this ahead of time, but I did occasionally see things mentioned, and I did see the thing mentioned about uh, his, I guess you would say, w- widow, his ex wife. They were Octavia. separated but not divorced at the time of his death. Apparently, yes. Octavia, uh, I think, or maybe it's that. One. Yeah, I think that one. Yes. Uh, yeah, saying no to that, and then people wondering if it was actually his girlfriend, Asia Argento, maybe who was asked as well because she's been very disliked by many people in the aftermath of his death. Uh, gotcha. So anyway, I I don't know that 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 seems uh too bad how that uh turned out and sounds like probably Octavia is probably right that he probably wouldn't have liked it or wouldn't have approved of it on his own if he had the opportunity I mean I, I don't know but uh that seems weird in in the general case though of this being done I don't know it doesn't seem it doesn't seem that off to me though I suppose it probably does matter 
how it's uh, presented because I can see it being quite a nice thing uh, for like the aesthetic of a of a documentary to be I don't know sort of narrated in an autobiographical way for for certain people like if they were to do something similar for someone else in the future uh, and I don't know they approve of it or whatever that kind of stuff it seems like it to, to me it's not like off-putting or doesn't seem wrong to do that if if and I guess this is the catch here, which it sounds like from that one of those quotes that you said, this is maybe something that they didn't do. If you present, um, I don't know, some sort of like, not a warning, but a little, a little note. Like normally, like when you watch a documentary and they do like a, uh, I, I don't know, a, a phone call recorded from a, like it's a true crime thing, and they do like a phone call recording from like a a jail. They'll play it without any like narrative introduction to it but on screen in the corner or something like that it will say like july 1st call from uh florham county jailhouse or i don't know something like that and so if you were if you put like you know i don't know like recreation of i don't know something like that i don't know maybe be nice it's also not it doesn't see i guess part of this though that i think is not off-putting and maybe i'm misunderstanding things here and maybe this is where it's maybe it does get worse here is that it doesn't seem as bad when you're using it and this is baked into what i said before so i guess i wouldn't agree with what i said before unless it's in uh also caveated with what i'm about to say it doesn't seem as bad if you're using those recreated voices to um uh to uh to to vocalize something that was written or otherwise communicated verbatim from the person that you're you know whose voice you've synthesized or whatever uh but if it's being used to like basically put the this person's voice to something that they never they never spoke or communicated or wrote or whatever that that seems unethical to me that i don't know about ethics but it just seems wrong to me that seems wrong probably unethical but i don't really care about whatever saying what's ethical or not just saying to me that seems wrong well what specifically seems wrong uh if you use their voice to make them say something that they never communicated or say something that's not literally you know that's not verbatim something that they say wrote in the past like it doesn't seem it doesn't for uh, like if if you maybe had like the uh, actual approval of his family or his his estate or something like that or or him and you kind of somehow made it clear what was going on in the film and you used him uh you used this like synthesized version of his uh his his voice to narrate these emails that he wrote to me that actually does seem pretty cool and potentially in like a good use of the technology but once you get outside of that and some of those pieces are missing which it seems like probably a lot of those pieces were missing here one being the consent of the 
the the family or estate or, or him or whatever to being that it sounds like maybe it wasn't really communicated what was actually a recording of him saying something and what wasn't and three that it sounds like maybe it's possible that there was some stuff that appeared to have been said by him in this film but that was just written you know post mortem and played off as something that he actually said and was recorded and was played back in that film so all of those things coming together i can see why people are upset and i guess yeah that doesn't seem quite right to me but in general i don't think i have a uh, not not in general but in the case in the specific case that i have outlined i think it could be a interesting uh aesthetic and a and and good or ethical or righteous or whatever you want to say and and yeah just a kind of a cool way to go about making a a film or some narration in a film happen yeah i think that uh the fact that ai is involved is throwing people off and making it seem creepy i think that there's a tradition a very obvious tradition of actors reading letters as if they were the person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you do a documentary about, I, mean, I feel like Ken Burns been doing this for decades. You, a documentary about freaking Lewis and Clark and you get someone to read Lewis, Lewis's notes and they're doing like, today I saw deer. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you're like, damn, that's Lewis. That's Meriwether Lewis. <laughs> Um, and I don't know that you, you, it's, it, it's not seen as a ethical violation or whatever. Um, and so it's just a computer being the actor this time, I believe is the difference here. Uh, and I think that's thrown folks off about it. I think the thing that signals uh, that, that, that throws up a bit of a signal to me is the, we can have a documentary ethics panel about it later comment, which uh, yeah. is like, yeah, without that comment, I would have um, a probably pretty clear cut. Well, there, 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 and there still, is, there still is the obstacle of like talking to an estate um, and getting, you know, permission. But I think that there's interesting conversations to have around that too. Like, estates can be shitty about this sort of thing like they can you know exploit the rights of just because somebody's estate or the rights holder says something like that like it doesn't make it right or whatever um but i guess on that aside uh you gotta be not as flippant about ethics and documentary i think um that's a mistake to be that flippant about it um well i think you said in that uh it's not necessarily even it's a little bit beyond flippant because isn't the line before that that you said something along the lines of like it's a it's almost like a taunt too right where they say uh uh nobody's going to tell yeah nobody what can what the other lines are yeah yeah exactly <clears throat> it, it goes a little bit beyond just being flippant and more yeah to being you know, taunting i guess yeah uh yeah i think that's a mistake um you know uh, tactically and your in your promotion of your movie yeah and also um you've made an ethical error and you will be uh i don't know swiftly swiftly punished you'll be smited no i don't know but um 
I mean, yeah, that, that, that is what kind of raises my alarm bells a little bit. Uh, I also think it's important to note in here that, that, um, I, I totally agree with you about like, it's important to make sure that you're representing what they actually said. Like mm-hmm. we're, this, we're, we're, uh, assuming that this is this, this use and this would be, this would apply to actors reading, um, Meriwether Lewis's no, uh, uh, letters and everything that like he actually like wrote it right like we, we're not making something up that Anthony Bourdain said um, <laughs> yeah. he's got to have actually written it down at some point yeah. uh, you can't just be like I'm Anthony Bourdain and I, I love Dr. Skeleton's art school <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which would which what is true obviously but uh you don't think it, we ever got them on tape. Um, yeah. And there is all the p- part of this though, is that there's uh, a lot more duplicitous editing that can happen with like real interviews and stuff. Like uh, something that I run into my job or whatever that like you're editing somebody and they don't quite say the thing you want them to say for the, uh, the, the point of the video, but you can, you can cut out the part where they didn't say it. Or they, they said the, and you can kind of stitch things together to like get the idea across. And I mean, there's just a, there's just like a gradient that you do for any time you're editing. That's like what editing is. Like you're, it's, you have to think of editing as writing. Um, and so you're necessarily shaping what the interview subject said and you need to be, you know, up on your, you need to have your your ethics eye on it to make sure that you're um, not misrepresenting because it's hard it's it's hard to actually represent what somebody said because there's a lot of ums and ahs and stuff. You can't literally one to one represent it, but you got to make sure you're not misrepresenting it. Yeah. Um, so I guess the point here is that like the, the the ethics of using AI to recreate somebody's voice or to deep fake somebody's voice, I don't think is like the problem here um and there are other you know other ethical problems that you need that are like more serious with documentary filmmaking and then also this this line makes you kind of wonder about that a little bit Mm. um even though they seem to actually have been reading out the line that he did write down yeah how is this the first person that they did this to how did they not do this to like uh I don't know, Stephen Hawking or somebody, that would be much easier to do too. <laughs> I feel like they had to have. You're right. Yeah. I mean like And like would people be I, as bet, mad I feel like if they South Park t- probably did it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like how but would people be as mad if they did it to Stephen Hawking too? I wonder. I guess I just said I don't know. When you say how that like I, I don't know if like there was a controversy or just like because you brought it up and it seems like a very obvious one. Like I'm ma- I'm manufacturing one, but like now I think there was actually a Stephen Hawking controversy about using his voice, mm. even though it's Microsoft probably, Sam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not Microsoft Sam, but like I can't imagine. Like it's some software, right? It's not like a re. Right. It's not like software that synthesized his voice before, so. What if you're what the is somebody's other, voice? The, you're the not Stephen Hawking dude who has that setup. You know, I think just for entertainment purposes, purposes, you can recreate Stephen Hawking's voice, but 
you can't use a machine to it. So you have to just have, you have to be doing, you have to be affecting it as yeah. a, as a voice actor. Yeah. But what if Me, you have the, a, a voice... documentary ethics panel, just throwing, throwing in the fun, what if you fun have, rules. What if you're a voice actor who has the same setup as him? Oh, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying setup because I don't remember any of the details about his, yeah. I was going to say situation. <laughs> I'm saying situation because I don't know any of the details about his, his uh, health. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, cool. So, like, they, they, they're, 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 they're making a really good money as a Stephen Hawking impersonator and, like, not so good at others, other gigs. Other gigs, yeah. But you'd be then you could be like, well, it wasn't him saying it. It was, it was uh, Jim over here. Jim just has the same setup, same settings, <laughs> you know. And then it would literally sound the same as if he. But then they could just have him say whatever. Bob, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's true. I, I was I was That's trying to true. think. I don't even know. I, I'm trying to get my mindset into the mindset of a of a voiceover prankster what does a voiceover yeah. prankster do with the power of anthony bourdain or stephen hawking's voice sure. <laughs> the only thing you that came st- to mind was just babbling <laughs> 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 uh, this is anthony bourdain uh goo goo gaga ba 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 buoy <laughs> air horn got him got him got your ass yeah i mean i think that i mean like it's we, we we've gotten a bit silly here, but I think that like kind of raises like the point where like it's not about it's we we do theoretically have like the ability to perfectly synthesize somebody else's voice, um, and uh, uh, we just gotta you know use that correctly ethically yeah in the right way. Wait, what do you mean? Perfect? Um, are you talking about for Bourdain? Or are you talking about Stephen Hawking? Um, Stephen Hawking would be perfect. Bourdain's that's one what, wouldn't I mean, be perfect. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, like we can do Stephen Hawking. <laughs> we we got Stephen Hawking down, and then like <laughs> ostensibly, ostensibly, like uh, the the filmmaker is claiming here that you're not gonna be able to tell the difference yeah. between the deepfake yeah. here or whatever. And we can like, I don't know, assume that someday like it is gonna just be like super perfect. And I bet <laughs> I, I I bet I won't be able to tell. Like I don't think. Okay, I've got the I've got the solution then. At this is for everyone, but it's based on Stephen Hawking, so you can give some of the credit when you name it to him and some of the credit to me. At birth, mandatory government installed DJ drops into each human <laughs> that are unique. So every time you speak, it is, you know, uh, it's a watermark preceded with a yes, an audio watermark, aka a, a DJ drop. In yeah. the middle of every sentence, you just get <laughs> exactly. This audio clip was uploaded to Pond Five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it, yeah, it does the Stephen Hawking DJ drop mandatory before speaking versus the and it's pre and it's already existing like uh, DJ drops too. Like for some reason, like hip hop producers do get to. Uh, have like the monopoly on that sort of thing and so whenever anybody is talking we'll get like a 
a young metro don't trust you i'm gonna shoot you <laughs> before like you order a pizza or <laughs> uh. yeah whoa kenny hey how's it going today <laughs> <laughs> the cannon hey <laughs> <laughs> nice yep uh so i think we solved that yeah i think we yeah. <laughs> There we, we, go. we got the we're the the some nonsense uh documentary pa- pa- ethics panel uh we're at that station what at one, the conference one more one more for the fans a little a little fan service i'm always looking out for the fans of the show damn son where'd you find that a little go for fan it. service yeah what what would what would bourdain's dj job be be some kitchen thing, uh, something about serving food or something, but I don't know. Well, I, okay, I, I, I got it, I got it. Um, I don't know what I don't know. I don't I don't know if I, wh- whether to do the actual drop or or just okay. Anthony Bourdain made it. Mm. Oh, that's a Michael good one. Yeah. Made it. Yeah, I feel like you got to make it a little more clear that it's food, though. You know. Okay. Uh. All right, you you go then. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, well, I was just gonna say Bourdain served it, but that's not good. Uh, Wait, are you are you using the existing producer drops, or are you? No, it could be any anything. Uh, oh, are you just making a new one? Making a new, you got to make a new one. It's a, it's got to be unique. It's got to be your unique government installed oh. DJ drop. And this is the real need for. This is the only only blockchain use case I've ever thought of that's actually good. How about this? The unique. Yeah, unique ones. I'm trying to. I, the, all these videos have been taken down for. Uh, are you Are you playing DJ drops? Like I can't I'm, hear them. No, I'm not yet. I'm I'm trying. All, all the all the videos I'm clicking on have been taken down. <laughs> I'm trying to play mustard on the beat, ho. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. How about cook that shit up, Quay? There, there you go. There you go. I, I, I I'm not coming up with original ones, but I think they just work. There. That's it. All right. That's good enough. I think we have to stick with mustard on the beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Anthony Bourdain. Um, what else is up? Are you letting people call you by your first name or not? <laughs> oh my goodness! Academics embarrassing themselves again, dude. From DJs to academics, let's go. I don't. I don't know what to say about. It. I don't. I, that was stupid. What I just said, but let, let me let me rephrase. Academics, Academics are, posting their L's online. Yeah, I mean, very embarrassing, dude. Do you have the the tweet? Oh, uh, I I don't have it pulled up. Okay. If if you if, if you find it, that's good. Oh, do you want to keep setting it up while I try to pull this up? Got it. Don't ever start an email to your professor with "Hi, first name." Is that the one that you're? Uh, yeah. We're talking about. Okay. This was this was in like a thread I think about like uh, I don't know tips things that aren't on the syllabus. Yeah. Yeah, this is okay. So the original tweet is uh, just hashtag not on the syllabus. Read the syllabus has become a mantra for course instructors. But what are the most important things, hashtag not on the syllabus, that students should know? Um, it's just sort of like a prompt for people to reply. And then this guy, this guy Daniel W. Dresner, uh, says, Don't ever start an email with your, don't ever start an email to your professor with, Hi, first name. And Ben's mad. Ben's mad about this. Uh, I mean, I wasn't really that one that I, I wasn't mad about that. Uh, cause whatever is probably fine advice that 
I mean, that's just how school works. But it was like the, uh, it was just all the follow up conversation that occurred after this that was very obnoxious. Uh, Yeah. And then people one upping them, you know, like the one upping the wokeness on their, on each reply of like, actually, uh, yeah, it's, it's only a bunch of, only a bunch of young white guys do the thing where they like, sit backwards on their chair and and tell everybody to call them by their first name it's a certain genre of white man to try to uh, divest themselves from the authority given to them by being a white man yeah oh is that that a real one was that a real one basically yeah yeah Yeah. because like i guess the i i I don't know whatever who cares what like that's right just folks if you want people to call you that i mean yeah it's probably the first one's probably true you call call your professor if you send them an email or you talk to them you probably should just call them professor whatever the default unless they say unless they say otherwise yeah but if they say to call you call them by their first name call me call me by my first name like you should just do that too feel free to do that i I don't think there's anything wrong with that i i read the stuff you know you could cancel me in five years or whatever immediately after this when ben accused of grooming by by telling people you can call me ben (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know you can cancel me when people say that's you know it's uh it's intentionally discriminating or like undercutting your non-white guy colleagues because they can't do the same or something like that what do you talk about doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, well, actually, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you should probably just, you could, if you want to be, yeah. I think getting, I, caring too much about this is the, is the, is, is the trap here. Like, you, you messed up if you're, yeah, if, if you're, you if you're, if you're worked it. up over this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, um, uh, but we, that's what we do on this show. We walk into these every time we do a hot take thing. No, we're not worked up. We walk. We're into still. The, we're, we're still right. I we're know, still cool. Acknowledging <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. That's good. Acknowledging it. Yeah. Uh. But. Yeah. What are but this you is, talking remember about? Remember we talked about this with like the, the, the Doctor Jill Biden stuff, right? Like she ostensibly makes people call her Doctor Jill. Yeah. Right? Like that's oh, what, I guess so. Yeah. I've kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like why? Um, I, I guess, but I guess that's what we just don't. To, to, to be clear, we just don't like women who have gone through a lot of education. <laughs> I think is basically what we're trying to get it at, and do- it is Doctor Skeleton. It is Doctor Skeleton. Yeah, what did, we have never established Doctor Skeleton's first name, so that's a little or gender. Yep. Yeah, skeletons don't have gender, by the way. Yeah, well, I think we have said him in the past, but yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We haven't established that officially, so. Uh yeah, but definitely no no first name. So whatever. Uh but yeah, what are you talking about? Like I I guess I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll just whatever people want to call you the classroom. Like it doesn't need it really doesn't need to go outside of the classroom. I, I guess yeah. one thing that I like about work and, and I guess this was on my mind too this week, uh, because okay, I'm not I'm not trying to uh I'm not trying to like uh, tease anyone here, clown on anyone here. Uh, so I will anonymize this a little bit. But I am working with a person currently. At, at I'll just whatever I'll just say I have an intern this summer 
and I've noticed like a lot of the interns uh, I've interacted with this summer, they they call me or like my other coworkers, Mister and Mrs. or not Mrs. but Mister and Ms. or Ma'am or Sir or whatever. So like when the, when you ask them like a yes or no question, they'll say like yes sir or yes ma'am. Like and if you ask them like five yes or no questions in a row, they say yes ma'am or yes sir every single time like kind of like we're in the army or something to me and i'm just like you just say yes you know whatever i'm i'm the teacher sitting backwards on the chair that's what it's like at work that's what i am <laughs> as you're you know whatever person interesting this summer. insight into the culture i think there yeah but we don't i i i guess what i like about work and that's why that was so strange and kind of funny in an innocent way but maybe why i caught on to this uh this global discourse this global global twitter discourse is probably not global at all it's probably isolated to basically just anybody who has ever been to college or followed a college person on twitter or something like that but why i caught on to that was just thinking like i don't call anyone at work or even clients you don't call them anything other than their first name. The only time I call people a, a doctor, I guess, is if I'm like going to a or calling a doctor's office and I say like, hey, I'm trying to get an appointment with a doctor, you know, whoever. It would be funny to say I'm trying to get a, 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 an appointment with Joe. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah. Is Sarah there? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Just like a friend or like what? Yeah. That or like, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess, but then you brought up the, like, you, I think there was some government thing that came up earlier and that reminded me too, like, uh, I guess if I had like a a government official as a client, like if, if, if I had to General work, Grievous. Well, yeah, general, like a government official or a military official. I was thinking about this yesterday. I guess I would probably not call them by their first name. I guess if I had... Ben does like, show respect for the military to all of his military clients that he does work for. <laughs> I guess. No, I don't have don't have any... I've never shown such respect. I'm just telling you what, what would probably happen if I was ever in that situation. I think I probably... Or I just had to interact with those people. I probably would call them, pre, like, president. I definitely would... I'm not saying... Pro, I definitely would call them president, unfortunately and vice president unfortunately and i'm guessing that if i was ever in that situation i'd probably call them general or whatever their military thing is and like a senator i think i'd probably call them senator like if you were the thing like here's the thing no wait wait i got a question though. no if okay. you worked with <laughs> if you worked with uh say 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 mr bernie sanders senator bernie sanders came to your place of work and he was like, I need a new video made. It's just a TikTok video or something like that or Twitter video. It's not for my current, you're not working on my campaign or anything. <laughs> let me let you know that now. You're not working on my campaign. I'm just contracting you for a video. And and then you have to email I'm not him. currently accepting clients at this time. <laughs> uh, if you're, if, 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 if it's something that's super important, I can give you my, my super super secret rate sheet that's gonna blow your fucking mind, Bernie. But what do you? Well, but how do you address him back in the email <laughs> when you're like, "Hey, uh, 
hello blank insert here and that's where i want you to insert hello how does blank. he sign it how does he sign his email see, first email see attached see attached video it's your video that how you does, bought how does the big man sign sign off his first email no signature it's just uh he just unsigned he's just firing off those quick ones like straight out of the the clinton email dump it's just yeah i'm going mr sanders mr sanders yeah. You're only, well, okay, fine. You're Mr. Sanders. I, w- I would have thought you would say Senator Sanders, but I wouldn't call. I don't think I'd call, You would call him Mr. Sanders instead of Senator Sanders? I yeah, feel like you- if I was going to go all the way, I'd probably call him Mr. Like if somebody is a doctor and I'm going to call him, like, like on a wedding invitation, like on my wedding invitations, for people that were doctors, like I'm writing doctor instead of Mr. or Ms., you know? Like if you get a title, I'll give you your title. But uh, just, no doctor is invited to my wedding just because to avoid any anything like that. Yeah, I w- I just wanted to say qu- quickly about the military uh, thing that like um, I don't respect. I I will not respect any individual member of the military. I do love what they're <laughs> fighting for, but I cannot. <laughs> you're walking. Cannot bring up, myself to acknowledge I acknowledge an individual. You're walking into the whatever they call it, the ch- chiefs of staff meeting the 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 evangelion thing where it's a bunch of walls sticking up and you you say hey what's up what's up jim jim mathis jim working hard or hardly working yeah what's up uh colon well i guess people did say that back then to him sort of yeah what up hey, colon? Condo- well i guess no but that was the president colon oh hey condoleezza hello what was her did was she just a was she, what was her title condoleezza rice I guess a secretary. She had multiple titles. Secretary. But no, but you got to use your most extreme title. Your most elite, which would be probably secretary for her at that point. Because she's like secretary yeah. of the secretary Rice. president. Probably, right? Secretary. Um, I will say that like people should probably, like if you do want to be called professor, people should probably call you professor. If you do want to be called doctor. And it's good to default should to res- that. People should, yeah, default in that a like classroom. You yeah. shouldn't get too worked up over it, but like you also should like, like you, you shouldn't get too worked up over it, but you should also like, res, you know, respect expect to be respected for that kind of thing. Respect. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta like say, if, you, if, you, if, if 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 I'm thinking about like if it's if there's some dickhead like who's refusing to call his like, uh, you know, female professor like by. <laughs> Like by saying, call her <laughs> yeah. doctor, yeah, or professor. Like, out of out of being a dick, it's not like I'm not going to be mad at her for you know being yeah. offended by that. Um, and I'm yeah. not, yeah, n- n- don't not- do a big diatribe about like I went to more school than any of you little fuckers, and so you're going <laughs> to have to call me. Which, to be clear, for those people who haven't seen this, that is what was happening in these uh, follow-on right. threads. <laughs> exactly, it's like. Uh, but in the classroom, the instructors do know way more about everything than their students, and they need to be respected as such. It's like, yeah, I didn't go to twelve years of school uh, just to be called uh, Jim. Like, yeah, you did. Do you, dude. you, did you, you went to twelve? To, like, you you went. You to didn't 12... go to just for the title, right? Like, that's yeah. That would be that's a really bad use of your time and money if that's but, if you went here just to be called doctor or something. But but. Also, just getting down to it, like, yeah, you did. You did. I mean, not to be called Jim or whatever, but 
you 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 kind of did because you you did go to twelve years of school to teach eighteen year olds who just got out of high school. You know, like <laughs> you are you, you did go to twelve years of school to you know work with people that kind of dumb in a way and not all like don't actually care about the you know in quotes the uppercase academy yeah it's not about yeah well like yeah if if you really went here for the status like that's that feels like you messed up that's on you yeah you messed up you you went yeah you went too far to you care about fail at it yeah yeah um i just realized how long we went over so we're going to do more slander on women over on patreon.com slash Dr. Skeleton. I'm not. Uh, I, I, I'm from now on, I'm vowing on this. I'm calling all women doctor instead of Ms. Because <laughs> I was going to say, me, no, I was going to say, let's, all women be, are doctors. let's be, let's be clear. Because I, I said, I said this before I made it clear, but I didn't say it explicitly. You, you got to call, if you're going to do a title, you got to go all the way. You got to call people by whatever their most extreme title is uh you know you, you know so like if you're a doctor to me all women are secretaries <laughs> if you're a doc you know no, that's good people i mean that's a, that is a real one people let me let me let's do that on dr skeleton's twitter account i'll do i'll do a it's guys s- stop calling 100 percent sincere right now if 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 she's a doctor don't call her ms and then call her husband doctor that's that's wrong. That's not good. People do that. People no. That's a real. That's a real problem. Plaguing, plaguing society. Wait. <laughs> okay. People do Wait, that. So that's a real thing. Let me get this straight. There's a there's there's a couple, husband and wife. Yeah. The husband, not a doctor. Wife is a doctor. People will then be like, husband, you're a doctor. Wife, you are not a doctor. <laughs> I think it's pretty common that when that I think it's a common thing. Re, this is all serious. Now now I'm being serious serious ben uh yeah i think it's a very common thing that happens and now it's not obviously not good let's be clear it's wrong that this happens but uh a very common thing that happens where like say it's a couple and they're both doctors and then someone they write a letter oh. to them and then they call them like doctor and yeah. Ms. or yeah. or it's like the or like they commonly get mixed up where yeah it's like the maybe the wife's a doctor and then the husband's just a mister and then people will still like write a letter to them that says uh doctor and ms xyz or whatever yeah that would be yeah infuriating yeah yeah that's not good but let's be clear well, okay. let's be clear folks absolutely none of this normal people stuff none of these normal problems the problems that people sending wedding invitations run into none of these were addressed by any of the doctor uh, professor discourse stuff those are just freaks who want 18 year olds to call him doctor yep uh we will be continuing our respectful analysis of 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 gender roles in our society when we'll be doing dialectics over on patreon.com slash dr skeleton thanks for listening bye <laughs>